Welcome to the Overtime Podcast. We have a good one today. We have an in-studio guest. We're going to have Tom Streeter for the Minnetonka Skippers, along with Brandon Spratt and Matt Harrington, a very distracted Matt Harrington as he's glued <laughs> to his computer screen right now. That computer screen has a game on it nobody listening to this podcast could give a damn about. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Why don't you tell us? It's uh, Bradley Basketball, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Are you so. conflicted? you got a KU thing on it. Uh, well, they probably won't play each other, so not concerned. Oh. You don't think so? It's possible, but okay. <clears throat> they're going to get a one so seed. Matt, so right, right. Matt's got a flight. He went to Bradley. Yes, correct. In Peoria. At what conference are they in? The Missouri Valley. Oh, I thought it was like the Venezuelan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Missouri Valley. Okay, and uh, th- they were they won the conference, right? They did. Yeah, okay. regular season. So he's got a flight booked very aggressively <laughs> for the for the games on Saturday and yep. Sunday. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, how are they doing right now? Uh, they're up by eight. Almost the end of the first half. If so. you've ever watched Matt, and remember when they were playing Southern Illinois? I'm not sure I do. The Salukis. Yeah, that's right. Yep. He was losing his mind. Like <laughs> we were trying to wrap up an inside the bubble program. He was useless. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, I've, ne- I've never cared one thing about the Gophers that much, having been a student there. But it's like he's on the bench. It's like <laughs> unbelievable. Go- the Gophers won a game. They did. So I heard a three-point bomb. Yes. Three-point bomb. <laughs> Something to cheer about. Like out there making make yeah. a run. They're making a run for sure. <laughs> they only got to win seven games to win the Big Ten now. Uh, is that what it is? It's like six, I think. I think six, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Did they lose that uh, top recruit? Is he gone? I know yeah, there's going to be a big, the Cali kid, there's yeah. a big protest or whatever. They're going to file a grievance or whatever. So, I mean, you know, if, if you can do it in high school, why can't you do it in college? Just roam about the cabin, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Tom Streeter's here, Chan Hassan, uh, former coach and Minnetonka coach. Um, man, you go back to, I think the first time I met you was 13, 14. No, PETA was our original year, 2010. 10. Oh so, I, I get, so I'm a first year coach at Chan Hassan. 12, 13 years ago. Um, Actually, it was our second season. Now I remember this. Yeah. Uh, wow. Talked to our head coach. I'm like, hey, Pete Wagner's in the building. He's like, oh, Pete Wagner's here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was and, uh, trolling around. I went and introduced myself to you. Mm-hmm. And you said, hey, can I speak with your head coach? You know, you got a senior-led team. Um, how do you think your season's going to be? And and the comment we I made remember was, it vividly. Like, we could win 5 nothing tonight. We could lose 5 nothing. It could be a 0-0 game. I just don't know because these kids haven't been in this situation before. Um and we won 20 games that year. Mm. Uh, now, against a schedule that was not anything like Chan's schedule right now. I don't care, though. 20 is 20 no matter, and you had us in no your matter top where 10 you're that, at. You had us in your top 10 that year. Yeah. So um, I was probably the original Chan Hassan champion. You were. You were. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, we brought you on the show because your team won the dramatic 2-1 double overtime win yesterday. You, of course, are on Sean Goldsworthy's staff. And I think it's great because he blends a really cool perspective because you were there from the very beginning of the Chan Hassan storm days. And, you know, you care about the program. You live. You're right there. And so uh, it's kind of cool to get your perspective. You'll be loyal to the brand. I get it with the skippers. But you're also respectful to what was on the other side of the rank as well. I'm very proud of what we did at Chan. I mean, we started that program. We built it. So and to where it's at now. And I say who we is so everybody knows. Yeah. Um, that was Chris Wilson was the head coach. Wilson. 
Um, so my son played for him as a squirt A two years. Um, and my son graduated in 2010 from Minnetonka High School. He did not play high school team. So he, knew, he was not on the Troy Heskett mm-hmm. um, Gardner Hall team. Um, but when he uh, graduated, my wife said, well, what are you going to do now? It's like, well, I don't know. And like two weeks later, I was on Hockey Hub, and I saw Chris Wilson named as the chain essay head coach. So I called him up and said, hey, Wils, let me know if you need any help. I can do some scouting. I can do some stat stuff for you. And lo and behold, I found myself on the staff. Um, I did started doing all the scheduling, all the stats, and that's when I started meeting coaches around the state, um, which really, uh, Pete, you know this, uh, we're a big brotherhood, right? Yeah, we're competitive, but we still respect everyone's ability to coach these young men um, outside of the, the game of hockey. It's very rare that you hear someone say off the record, God, I can't stand that guy. You never hear it. Yep. You right. don't. You don't. I mean, I love those guys at Chan. You know, I, I had a chance to talk to Sean Bloomfield, the head coach. He's a really good friend of mine. And Sam Sather. Sam was on our staff when we started at Chan Asson, and he's been there all 13 years. That's amazing. Uh, he is a phenomenal man. Uh, he's a music teacher in the elementary ed, uh, at, over in Chan Asson, Chaska. Um, he is uh, one of their lacrosse coaches, so he's been to the state tournament for their lacrosse teams because Chan Asson is a outstanding lacrosse program so he knows what it takes to get there mm-hmm. and their program is very similar to what their hockey team is they they went through the get to the uh section finals and they lost a couple before they made the state tournament um and and we all know that's kind of the process that has to happen you got to get to that game to understand what you're going to be in i always got to say you got to feel the pain and for a while last night it felt like chan hassan was saying not nah, we're going to just blow through the pain and just go to the game and yeah. uh you know we'll get into that a little bit deeper but for our listeners, Tom is very engaged, uh, not only at the high school level, but at the HP level, too, uh, with Minnesota USA Hockey. And uh, you, there's really not a player that you're not aware of, uh, to be fair and true. Yeah. And um, you're, you're really connected and pulsed in on what is out there. And so we get kind of that look. We get the Chanhassen approach, but now the Minnetonka approach. And you've been with the Skippers for— This is my sixth year. Yeah, i say— you've cycled through a few groups now. Yes, we have. As a group. And, you know, your staff is um, one of my favorite. Well, our I staff mean, I, is... I love your group. Our staff, Sean, Stevie Aronson, Stevie Johnson, Mike Johnson, our core varsity staff, all Minnetonka graduates. Mm-hmm. Jack Ramsey as well. So we have five guys who are, you know, invested, you know, in the program, and they bleed blue. And you they, can they really say They all care that. very much about it. they all care. Yep. Well, it's been interesting. When you think about how... Uh, you watch Jack Hillen leave, who I thought was so good with the Blue Liners, and his defenseman played like pros with the way they handled the puck. You say, okay, well, how is this going to work? And you bring in kind of a young guy, yeah. uh, who I love. Steve is a great kid. Um, uh, really impressed with how he's taken this group of defensemen that you have, all six of them that play regularly. You throw them out there. We th- or at we, least five. We play all six all yeah, year long. Yeah, it's amazing. And to watch how they play and how they execute. You know, I know it's not just one coach that works with a certain batch of players or how they play, but the tone and the tempo that they play with, he's done a hell of a job with them. Well, I think last year was a big learning curve for him, right? I mean, Goldie's an intense coach. Um, so he had to get used to that mentality of how our head coach is going to uh, deal with his team, right? And Goldie expects a lot out of us. And he was a Yurik guy, wasn't he, Stevie? Stevie played for Brian Yurik, that's mm-hmm. correct, uh, 2012 grad. And Yuke was a little more laid back. He was a little more laid back. You know, Steve Aronson was kind of the, he's the energy guy on our bench, right? Mm-hmm. When we need to get our guys going, 
Aronson is the guy to get the guys going. So Steve was gone for a year, Aronson. Yep. He came back. What what did he just miss it or what happened? He, he missed it. Yeah. Um it's in his blood. It's in his blood. You know, he's got a son who's a Bantam A this year, eighth grader, Max. Um, so he'll go into high school next year, play Bantam double A's. And he's committed to, you know, being with us now, you know, through Max's year. Well, so that was a one year hiatus and you realize what it is. By the way, I'm pipping some apparel here. Aren't I? <laughs> you yeah. are. And, you look like uh, Carhartt almost. Well, I, <laughs> well so this is, uh, this is four keeps. This is a mouth guard that's created by our Meta Sports League studio uh, founders. Of course, Todd Geisler is a uh, endodontist. Code to you that uh, don't know what that basically is. He says a root canal specialist. Ooh. I know. I ask him if he ever gets a. I go. Do you get a? I go. Do you get a smelly one? And he goes, "Oh yeah." I go, oh. "We break it down sometimes. We don't no HIPAA, but we, we you know I just like ask <laughs> generic stuff." I had the one with the curved ones. So That's a little painful. Ooh. Ooh. But they numbed you up. Oh, yeah. But it was painful going in. It was painful. Um, so uh, they put these mouth guards together. They'll be at our Let's Play Hockey uh, Expo booth. So if you're wondering what... And, you know, they, Todd asked if I was a flat bill guy. This is the first flat bill I've ever worn. I was told to go with it. I don't know if it's because I look like a tool or if I should just do it. It's Matt, not, you seem to think it's, it's okay. It's not that no, flat. It looked, uh, yeah. It's, oh, okay. it, it's, it's got, got a, a little curve, curve to it. Yeah. Oh, no. Now you're going flat, Bill. Now, Keep I'm, it. now I'm going Austin Martin Twins. I actually said... What is that? The Long Beach 49ers kind of did yeah, that. Yeah, how that work? Way back in the probably late 80s, early 90s, they were they were called the Dirt Bags. Dirt Bags, yep. They yeah. still go by that. They still go by that. Bags, and they, yep. they wore the flat, Bill. They're kind of the original what team. What made them do that? Just to be different, I think. And they had a heck of a team, and they still do. I don't like the, the Bills. Is, it, is this go really wide to the right? You know, the flat bills that they just kind of uh, come out this way. Not super wide, no. Not super wide there. How about the guys that almost have it like this? Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. No. How about this crap they put on their... Uh, we're talking baseball now. <laughs> How about this crap that they put on their cheeks like they're uh, going to war? Yeah, What's the war pain. The war What's, pain. That? What's that all about? All of John Randall? Well, that's okay. He can get away with it. <laughs> no, but is that... Why do they do that? Hype them? I don't know. Okay. And then how come every pitcher used to have hair down to their ass? Remember that? There was that era? Yeah. Um, and then everybody had to have some sort of a beard like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, ex- and le- except the Yankees, right? They got to be clean shaven. I love that. Yeah. That's that's really gutsy to pull on their part. Yeah. Okay, back into what we you were talking about. You can get away about. with a stash still on the Yankees. Back into what we were talking about. So, Tom, obviously we get into this uh, hockey team that you have, and um, we've been uh, very, very impressed with what this team can do. I was at a parent meeting with you guys setting up the MN Hockey TV stuff. And um, I asked, I said, this team's going to be pretty good, huh? And you said top five. And um, I felt as though that was being a little bit low on your end. I think I've said, I think in that conversation, I go, you mean one or two? I might have said that. Well, I think going and into the year. And you go top five. Yeah. I think I'm going like, into the year, two. you always have to say, well, Andover's won the state tournament. They got their top line right. coming back. Finn Brink's coming back mm-hmm. from Maple Grove, right? So you've, you've got, you know, Edina had been to the state tournament. So you, you really have to kind of gauge yourself, you know, losing in the section semifinals last year. Yeah, we got a good core of juniors. So let's start at the top five and work our way up. But you guys liked them. And then um, you had two losses this year, one to Wyzetta, but January 7th, 3-1 to one at yep. Pagel Activity Center. 
and then one at the Vic on the West Rink against this Chanhassen Storm team. It's a 1-1 game into the third period. It becomes a 2-1 game with two empty netters. It's 4-1. So if you scoreboard watch, you're like, ooh, look at that. It's not. It was a 1-1 game, and it was just like yesterday's Just like yesterday's. Uh, Same thing. And um, other than that, that's it. It was interesting because Steve Aronson, as you're matched up with Chanhassen and, you know, Brandon, apparently, you know, I don't really pay attention to the Twitterverse. Okay. Because it just enrages me. I hear you. Right. I was talking about that with another outlet last night. What? Well, just that we should stay off our Twitters a oh, little more I, often. I, I don't even look at it because yeah. if you do, you're just going to be a bitter human being. It's yeah. interesting you guys say that because I was on Twitter for a long time and I got off it two years ago when COVID started. I just, the toxicity on that, yeah. on that platform just... Drove me to be a really negative person. So yeah. Well, yeah. To be, to be fair, to be fair, I'm seeing some some things that are being levied out about players um, by grown adults who are who should know better. Um, things that they say, like I don't know, it's it, it, it can border on creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can border on um, these are high school kids. I think if you have a highlight, that's a, a great goal. And you champion that that effort, that's great. But if you add some weird color to it, then it, now it's getting weird. I think there's a lot of that going on. Anyway, we were we were uh, ranking uh, Chan one mm-hmm. after they beat you, and yeah. we 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 took shit for that. Yeah, I think people and and I, I we've kind of talked about this as the season's gone on, but I think people were just kind of slow to accept you know the new kids on the block, if you will, being Chan, but. I think we were impressed right from the beginning from Coach Bloomfield. You know, he's pretty early in his tenure as well and just had them playing so sound and structured all season long. And, you know, yeah, we did bump Chan up to one and people were a little hesitant to come along board. But, I mean, we talked about it after the game last night. I think it's totally justified to have them in that top three, four mix. It's really easy to scoreboard watch and sit back and say, well, they beat them by this and then they beat them by that. That's fair. We do go off of who beat who because that does matter. You play the game to win or lose. I get that. So the results do matter. Then when you get into so if they beat you uh, 4-1 on two empty netters, that that goes in the column as a W. But then it's looked at as like, how did they play? And how many games in a row have they won? They, they ran off 16 in a row in the right. middle of the yep. season. Mm-hmm. And, and it, they were playing some teams. I mean, they weren't playing a late conference schedule, but... People kind of tend to uh, say, "Well, the Metro, the Metro West has some good teams in there now." I they mean, do. it's don't sleep hey, on it. Let, let's start with St. Louis Park. Absolutely, that, that whole core is actually ex-goalie uh, members from St. Olaf. They play like Coach Goldworthy. Uh, it was kind of like playing our shadow when we mm. played them late in the season. And they played you pretty well. And they played us pretty well. It was a 4-0 game, and you know our goalie made a couple good stops. He's been four two game. Mm-hmm. They came in when they were supposed to play their game in January with Edina, played them during the Holiday Classic decently early in the season, um, really gave them a game, hung in there. They've got a great goaltender. you know. So that's a good game. Uh, Benilde St. Margaret's is always going to be a good game. Yep. You've got Orono, who's a top Class A team, who you could argue maybe they could play double A. They're good. They're good. Uh, Bradley, Bradley that, Walker's a great player. A great player. Uh, Avery Anderson, that, that's, a, that's a great team. Then you've got, uh, well, New Prague. It depends upon which night you get, but they're pretty good too. So it's not like every night is an off night in that conference. And so you look at those things, and that's how you go about it. So anyway, we felt they were good. We knew you were good. After the game, Steve Aronson, um, unsolicited, just points down the hallway and goes, that right there is an incredible hockey team. He goes, they're good, man. Can you talk about what that matchup felt like from a coaching perspective 
you upstairs and what the guys down in the bench were saying. Well, if you if you go back, the core of that Chan team has been playing now three years. Mm-hmm. They they started off as freshmen, so they understand how to play high school hockey now. It's not like they just came from out of the blue. Um, they took their lumps. Last year they were nineteen six and one. They took Chaska in the quarterfinals, a three six game, to three two score. So they were going to break through at some point. And going into the season, you know, I told our staff. It's us and Chan. Mm-hmm. And they kind of looked at me. He's like, what are you what? talking about? What are you talking yeah. about? Where's EP? You're like, EP graduated 15 guys, guys. Okay. EP nearly pushed through, too. And they, and they yeah. nearly pushed through because they got depth, right? They did. They were good. And they were good. They got better as the season went they on. They did. Um, but Chan has a lot of talent. And uh, hats off to that, that whole coaching staff and that group of players. And I had five of them on my HP 17 team. I'm the HP 17 coach for our section. So I know all about those guys. Right. I mean, you know who Jack Christ is. I know who Jack Christ is. You know Christ who Caden is. Lee is. I know who Caden Lee is. I had Caden Lee play for me. I also coached Tier 1 Minnesota hockey in the fall. Caden Lee and Javon Moore were on the same team. You know, up until that point, probably people didn't know who Caden Lee was. You know, I saw some talent in that kid. He and Javon were like the top two guys um, in the league, not this past fall, but the fall before. If they didn't know who he was... Mm-hmm. And they watched last night's game. They do now. They do now. I said his name so much, Brandon. You did. He was so strong on the puck all night. Just Up and down that left the side, night. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what I was so intrigued with was in the early going, and you and I talked about this, Tom, a little bit before, was how much ice was available for Chan Hassan on the breakout and on the on the board-to-board rink-wide passes on an angle, uh, catching them in yep. stride and moving. I was stunned with how they precision they were. Uh, and then how they were coming back into the neutral zone and cutting off your passes. But then I asked you, I said, you clearly did something in the neutral. It's too hard for me to check all that when I'm calling numbers in games. Yep. But clearly something changed. So you made an adjustment as a group. When yep. did you do that? Because that ended. Going into the second period, we, we had just slightly adjusted our forecheck in the neutral zone to kind of cut off that long pass across ice because we knew that was kind of how they played all year long. Um, and Did you back off a little bit? I don't think we backed off. I think... You know, that period, Chan really brought it. Um, that's probably the the first game in our 28 where we got outplayed in the second period, if you really look at it. Yeah. yeah. And your goalie was super good. He, he was really phenomenal last night. Best I've ever seen him. Yeah. Big stage, big moment. Didn't bother him. Didn't bother him goalie, at all. Goalie said something in the post game where he said, you know, um, when you're a Minnetonka goaltender you, this year, you see 15 shots a game. It's hard to stay warm and engaged. He said he got more than 15, and he was really engaged. Yep. And that was very evident. Yeah. I mean, if you look at our stats, we, you know, we outshot opponents on average like 42 to 18 over the course of the season. Last night he saw over 30. Um, I mean, he made probably two or three saves that were game changers. Uh, same with the Chan goalie, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, he made stop on Burroughs, front of the net. Um, he made the stop on Stout. Uh so, I mean, hats off to both those goalies. That was a championship game. You and I both felt as though the first lines kind of canceled each other yeah, out. You, you know, the first two lines really canceled each other out. And if you watch the game, the, th- the third line with Lunsky and with Sand and with Krebsbach, they had a little bit more ice tilt uh, for them. And chances. Were, and chances. Um, and I was sitting next to our coaching staff. I said, I think Goldie said the same thing. It was like, our third line's going to win this game for us because we just got a little and more depth. And they did. And uh, I did notice that they tried to put their first grouping out when that third line, on the on the blue line, when that first line was out. Yeah. When actually, they could. 
when they could. And then actually, they, they kind of switched up their, their lineup uh, starting overtime because they were lining up the, the Jake Rich line on our, on our Gavin Gary line. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then at start overtime, they switched it. They went with the Chris line. But then they went back to the Rich line. Um, one of the things that we did is we kind of juggled with our third line as well, give us a little bit of depth too. How about the environment? You know, playing in Braemar is uh, an unbelievable atmosphere. You know, our game against Edine early in the year when we won one nothing sell out. Um, so our kids are used to that. Um, whenever Minnetonka, it's almost like your home rink now when you get these uh, section games for you guys. <laughs> you know, it's 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 been a rink that we've had success, but we've had some disappointments in as well. Right. I mean, let's go back a few years with Holy Family. You know, lost there. When you play big games, though. Yeah, when you play big games, so. Um, I think the kids were ready. You know, I think another game that really stands out uh, for me over the season was the Wyzetta game up in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. You know, f- broadcast on mm-hmm. on a Bally, probably two thousand plus people in that building. Coach O'Leary told me that that was a record crowd for them uh, in Plymouth that night. So our kids were used to playing in front of crowds like that. So incredible when you take two teams like that. Um, you, I, I said I didn't really want it to end. Yeah. Because I didn't want to see someone brokenhearted, and, and neither team deserved to be. And I think you two from our world know what I'm talking about. We're not really cheering or fans for anything because you, you, you kind of can't and don't care. But you do care about every kid. Oh, you care about the kids. And the level of what they're doing. And, you know, when you see how they all executed mm. to the T what you guys as a staff and what their guys as a staff wanted and played – as close to what looked to be for me like a professional game mm-hmm. that I could see in a venue and on a stage like that with zero panic on these guys, neither team, and goaltenders that elevated their games to another level. I mean, you can't help but applaud champion and appreciate that. That's what I felt. So I didn't want a loser. That was, I would have been happy if that would just end with a, uh, a tie. Uh, one one after that one overtime and both go. You're you're absolutely right, Pete. Um, you know it's unfortunate that the way we're set up right now is, you know, the Southwest Metro is, is stacked with teams. Edina, Wyzetta, us, Chanhassen, top four, and they're are all kind of within ten miles of each other, right? And two of us are going on next week, and two of us are at home. Yeah, I mean, you, you hula hoop around the and all four. And now, you, but we could get into the whole debate of. Who you know, format sections. Yeah. But I always say, who's it for? Is it for the fans to want the eight best teams, or is it for the high school league to preserve the state tournament? And I think if you did what people say, like those four teams should go, then you're really not making it a state tournament anymore, and it loses its full appeal. Yep. You can't. No, I. That's it's. You're, the high school leagues are between a rock and a hard place, right? And I don't blame them for where they're at. Exactly. And, you know, so we as coaches, you know, we just coach our players, coach the games that, that we're assigned to play and, and go from there. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And, you know, we've been on that losing side. You know, 2021 against Eden Prairie, we had them 3-1 in the section finals, and that's the year they won. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came back to beat us in overtime. So it's we, – we've felt that pain like Chan Essen felt last night. You know, Liam Hupka was in that game. You know, as a sophomore defenseman, um, so I'm sure he's uh, feels a little vindicated and in, in, in winning one in overtime now. It's a lot different feeling, isn't it? No, oh, it's a heck of a lot of feeling. Hey, what's up with him in the hard stop? Is there something behind that on the intro? 
You know, I've never asked him that. Um, he's uh, I'm gonna. He is a phenomenal <laughs> leader. Yeah. Uh, you probably heard Goldie say he's he's been our best captain in Goldie's tenure uh, in the six years. That's saying a lot. He runs the locker room. He and Gavin Gary, um, and it all started after our loss uh, last year to Chaska in the semifinals. We met with the returning crew the next day in the locker room, and said, "Okay, what what's got to be different with you guys?" And they all recognized that. Yeah, we're a team, but they weren't as close as they, they should have been last year. Um, and those two kind of said, it's going to be different, and here's how it's going to be. And, and they asked to be coached hard because um, they trust the coaching staff, mm-hmm. um, which helps. So um, when he does that, do you, what if he loses an edge on the intro? It's going to look pretty bad. Do you think it's possible? Uh, I don't think so. You remember what happened with, um, I think it was... Bell from St. Cloud Cathedral That's that why blew I brought it up. That's why yeah, I brought it up. at the state tournament, 2020. You, well, either way, you'll be famous, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you, gotta, you can't lose there. Um, who's going to uh, rise to the occasion on the big stage for you guys? I don't mean to put you in a bad spot. I think when you look at our team, we really, say everybody. We well, <laughs> I, I am. I'm going to coach that down a little bit. Right, right. You know, we haven't had. You know, someone who's just kind of been the dominant guy, right? It's not it's not a Joey Molinar from 2017 who scored 31 goals and set the school record, right? We've been pretty consistent. You know, I was looking at our stats last night. I think our first line has like 45 goals. The second line has like 35, and the third line's got like 25. So we haven't relied on one group, and it's been pretty consistent. Do you want to leave it to me? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll start with goaltending. I mean, I will, I will go there. He'll be good. Um so there's one. Uh, here's who's going to rise to the stage, my opinion. Um, I think this player has been showing the most upward trajectory for you all year long. Can I, can I guess? Hang on. Um, I love his brain. I love his craftiness. Uh, he's flown under the radar, and um, he's dependable. He makes other players around him better, and I guarantee you your average person won't really notice him. It's number 10. Yeah, that's, I just put down a one zero to Matt. Luke Gary, for sure. Um, Coach, he, th- this could be his coming out party. Coach Aronson recognized that uh, coming into the season. He said he's probably not going to start in our top six, but he's definitely going to end up there. I'm uh, going to name drop something for you here. Paul Ranheim had him at breakaway. Oh, wow, yeah. And uh, he, I was talking about, I was just gushing about Luke's play. And he said, you know, um, he was so, he's one of our best, smartest, just cerebral players that we've had. And he said, you just, he goes, you just kick back wags, enjoy it. You're going to like what you're going to see. And, you know, it's funny because you can't compare him to his twin brother, Gavin. No, they're, di- they're way different players. Right. Gavin's a power forward. But yeah. I believe with the longer zones in the NHL from blue line to boards, that that supports players with hockey IQ. And you have more room to work north-south with it than you would on a tighter rink. And a guy like that's going to be benefited. He and Danny Pasqua are going to find players. You watch. Yep. Does that surprise you that I threw 16 out there? I think he's so offensively subtle. He, he is very offensively subtle. Um, you know, He's a player that his sophomore year when Jack Hillen was with us, he skated varsity practice every day. So he got the reps from Jack and the perspective of, your stick can't be here. Your stick's got to be here. And it was it was very subtle, like two, three, four inches. That's how cerebral Jack was, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole experience as a sophomore and then playing 
basically top minutes on the JV squad that year. Um, really propelled him to last year. And if you, I always remember his game last year against Chaska in the section semifinal game, the game we lost in overtime, was his best game of the year. And I'm like, where has he been all year? Because, and I, I told Danny that after the game, it's like, that's your new. I remember that. That's your new base. And we got to build from there. Well, I've just watched him get better and better as the year goes on. And I went down and I, I brought this up to uh, Josh Harding because he was watching, because uh, they had just finished. Obviously, he was going to yep. watch. And I walked down and uh, I said, did you see that guy, 16? And he looked over at me and he smiled. He goes, what? And I said, uh, when he took off on that rush behind the net and yep. he was going up the ice, he did not look like he was moving. Like nothing on his body was moving, but he was getting faster and faster and faster. And he was just sort of like sailing through the yeah. neutral zone. And guys are just sort of like either missing or going. I said, it sort of reminded me like, you know how you look at those old, I'm not comparing them to Bobby Orr videos, but you know how he's, how the video looked like it was a little slow motion-y, but he's just kind of moving. It was, it was really impressive. He did the same thing in that chess game last year. There's a rush he made up the, up the ice on the board side where he came in. I'm like, holy moly, this kid can move. But it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. No, not at all. Not a lot of <laughs> body parts flying. Can you talk a little bit about 33? Robbie House. Um, I he, love him. He is our energy guy. It's interesting. Uh, I had to fill out the KSTC form today, and one of their questions was, who's your, who's your energy guy? And it's Robbie House. Well, he's our starting linebacker for our football team. Okay. It shows. So it shows. <laughs> yeah, like he did in the post game. Had, but he's not yeah. running around like a knucklehead. No, he's no, not no, running no, around not like, like a knucklehead. He's got that linebacker mentality mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm it. here, yeah. and you ain't getting by me. <laughs> he and Claire's are so good together, though. Yeah. They, they complement each, each other beautifully. Perfectly. But there was a – remember when he's in the uh, – was he in the offensive zone or defensive zone? Remember he had that collision? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I'm as it's coming to ha- uh, to brew. I'm going. Oh boy, this should be good. I mean, he's not. There's gonna be no problem for 33. I can't remember who the Chan kid was, but they just they bumped into each other and nothing moved. But he's the type of player that will not be afraid of any initiation of contact whatsoever. But he's not out running around. He's not running around. But that adds an element, you know, to the to the whole team. So. I mean, you know, we've talked about the big players a lot. You know, we know we know who they are and we know what they can do. You've got such a great supporting staff, a uh, 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 cast of players that I think are missed by a lot of the pundits yeah. that that don't really pay attention. Pete, we've only given up thirty-one goals all year. There you go. Games. Usually, teams that go to the state tournament have a number like that. Yeah. How many have you scored? One hundred twenty-five. Okay, let's get to the shots on goal drama, <laughs> shall we? Shakopee. Yeah. Okay. According to Patrick Burley, who's one of our announcers, yep, he was running the shots, right? He was correct. Uh, last Saturday, not, not Phil Stark. N- not Phil Stark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a game where did you look on TPE and see how much time you had in the offensive zone? I did, but I can't recall what it was. Come on, it was a lot. Here, do you want me to look it up? Mm-hmm. How do, do you know how to do it? Do you want to do it? We'll do I, don't, I, I don't remember okay. my log. On air production. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, well, so we'll get into TP in a second. So, uh, but it was in the zone, probably average of ten to twelve minutes a period. I, I was would seventeen. Say that's, that's probably pretty accurate. I mean, I bet you it was in the Shakopee we, zone. We, we averaged twenty shots a period. So yeah, it was in the zone thirty to 35, 40 minutes the game. Period. Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll pull the numbers. Anyway, so what does he put up on the board? Uh, Sixty-two. Okay. And then that was questioned. It was. It was. Uh, it was said to be a abnormally high number that, you know, 
high 40s would have been probably more accurate. But everybody that was there, I've heard, I mean, you called the game. We pulled the TPE number. I, I mean, I know. I know how many times I had to say Houston save. I mean, I was like gushing about the guy because he was. Alexei played really well. He was game. amazing. And the thing about it was, was that you could have had double if you wanted to. But we, probably guys had the puck. we probably had 100 shot attempts. Well, not only that, you were holding the puck. Yeah. And then when you'd have a shot attempt, it would ring the wall and they'd be like, nope, no battle. They got it. Yeah. I, I'm just. Th- did you see that? Well, I didn't watch that game, but okay. I did. Okay. I know you did. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, then you went into TPE. Yeah, you know, I, I go which into is t- the prospect exchange prospect that all the coaches exchange. get. Yep. So it, it gives us some analytics on from you know, us time on ice. You know, we 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 make sure that our our lines <laughs> are are getting the proper amount of ice, uh, and it's really important for your third line, especially going into playoffs, right? Um, and you know, one of the stats is shots on goal and. TPE at 64. So, I mean, he was right on. And they absolutely, they look at the tape very closely and they decide if it's a shot on goal or not. Yeah. And then they credit it to the team. That's right. And it's reviewed. So uh, that that uh, dilemma is solved. Yep. The prospect exchange is something that uh, every player and team should check out. It's part of our package with the MNHockey.tv along with this video perform coaching platform. And then, of course, the play-by-play. It's a full-service deal. So we're not just about three, four to 25 rubes that run on. Well, I'm going to nail to high school hockey. No, we do we do more than that. You know, we, we get engaged with teams. You've got great tools to work with. Yep. And uh, right now, you can pull it up and look for what? Any team that's in the tournament. You can look up any team that's in the tournament. You can get all your player individual shifts. You know, time on ice. They give them a ranking between 0 and 10. Um, the college coaches love it. You know, a lot of them were using Instat before, which, which was a Russian-backed mm-hmm. uh, software company. It's kind of gone This away. is now Minnesota and Arizona-backed. Yeah, so now Thank you very it's, much. The, it's really the new... Uh, in vogue tool that I, is really not going to go away. I mean, Goldie absolutely loves it. it. It'll be, you know, so there was a lot of, oh, 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 you know, when you bring something new, it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, I can't change, you know. But I think uh, there have been a number of teams, that, I think, I don't know, it's maybe 91 total that have used it out of 273 boys and girls teams. I'd like to see that at least double for next year or more. Uh, and then eventually I think everybody will say, why wouldn't we be using this? Yeah, it's pretty easy to use, it's, isn't it? It's easy to use. I think the thing that we find as uh, a high school staff, you know, we all have day jobs, right? Although my wife would say, you know, this is probably my best. <laughs> this my, is your day uh, job. Day job during the November to March, right? Um, that you can get information overload. But if you're a college staff and you're the video scout coordinator, I mean, this is an absolute beauty of a tool. It is a beauty of a tool, um, and we're lucky to have it. So uh, a couple more things. State tournament field. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you, Tom, to handicap because you're in a tough spot. Yep. But I will ask you, the Andover-Duluthy score, any surprise there from you? Not for me, but for I don't have that. But how about you? Were you surprised that they pulled away like that? I am a little bit surprised, but given the fact that you've got – Gavin Thorson leading that team with Caden Casey and uh, Cooper Conway. Um, you know, going into the season, I, I fill out uh, Tim Kolomainen's, uh, uh prospect, uh, mm-hmm. you know, expectations of what the season is. I, I listed them as the top line coming into the year, um, and they, they've proven that. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. I mean, they got Finney Brink, right, um, yep. with, uh, you know, you thought Landon Gunderson was going to be back, but unfortunately he wasn't able to uh, to play. Um, but he's got – 
Blake Steenerson with them, right? So, you know, those were probably the top two lines. And the Northwest Suburban this year, very senior loaded, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at the Lake Conference. Other way around. Other way around. We're very junior and sophomore loaded. So it's going to flip next year. Um, so I think it flipped this year. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, it, no, what, what I'm saying, it's even, the, pretty the, even. There was a year or two in there where everybody was like putting out uh, the Lake Conference to pasture, especially last year. So, oh, they're done. You know, it's just not where it is anymore. And then you look at yourselves, you look at Edina, and you look at Tonka, and you go, all righty then. Yeah. As Throw good as it's ever been. Throw Isetta in there, too. Did Wall- I say Isetta? No, you missed those guys with Wallen. I think Wall- you meant Wallen, to flip them around. Wallen, I know what you meant. Who did I yeah. say? Wallen you and Miller, You said right? you, yourse- yourselves, Edina, oh, Tonka. Yeah. So you I'm Tonka fatigued, man. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I've got to find the juice to pull off the Orin Odellano game tonight. We'll see if I can find it. Eyes roll in the back of the head. Well, you'll propel me. I'll By the way, can best. I pay you a compliment? Sure. Don't take this the wrong way, Matt. You're oh, good, too. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we oh, go. No, no. <laughs> you're good, too. But you're not a color guy, Matt, right? you may have to are watch you, your basketball you, game. Are you yeah. a, no, no, no. Are you a play-by-play guy? <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you fashion yourself a color guy? It's not really. Okay, you're you're good, but you are really... Brandon's really good at color. You're really easy to work with. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, incredibly easy. He gets in, he gets out. He's word efficient. There, there's no. I mean, you're so really Pete, good. You made me sound good, man. <laughs> so I mean, Pete, you have to. Do, so you agree? Yes, hundred percent. Okay. You didn't no. have to jump in and say, "I got this." You remember that? <laughs> well, <laughs> when was that? Sure. Pete's, la- Pete's laughing here. 20, 2018 state tournament. Pete, we got forty seconds left. I got this, Bart Archer. Oh no! Yeah, it was no. It was. He's one of my buddies. I love. Oh, him. I know. It was. Um, it was. Uh, it was a section semi-final. Section, it was a section final. Mariucci Holy Arena. Family, yeah. Your team against Holy Family. Yeah. Goals are being scored with like three seconds left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, as we're in the final minute, I go one minute remaining, and then and then all of a sudden fifty, forty, and I'm like, I would. Mute. <laughs> no, well, just you like, said online. I, I, said, I got, got this, this. Bird Archer. Yeah, I, I said I got this, Bird Archer. Pocket oh. of the quarter. Oh, is he trying to count down? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. While well, Pete's doing play by play, Bart's jumping in I his color. I, someone, I, I was play by play. I'm giving someone a side eye for that. Oh, okay. So, so I was nice about it. Well, you were vocal. Sounds like I was in the midst know, of one of the most intense closes to a game, and yeah. I, I, I didn't want to get into this verbal spat. On I, didn't the air. That, I didn't see that winning goal go in, by the way. You didn't? No. So Where I was, so I was behind the net, to the right of the goalie, where Bobby got checked. If you remember in mm-hmm. the first period, so you could jump right down and go into the. I looked down. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna lose. This is their state title game. Yeah. Well, your title year. Title year, yeah, very similar to last night's game. It had mm-hmm. that championship mm-hmm. kind it was of good. game, Holy Family in Minnetonka mm-hmm. that year, same as last night, Chan in Minnetonka. Um, I didn't see the winning goal or the tying goal go in by Teddy Lagerback, three point two. Okay. Speaking of kind of being close, I you, did you have a view of that one? I think it was in the first overtime session, out down on the far end from where we are. Uh, the Kaiser, the the referee was kind of behind that. Did, was that pretty close? We couldn't tell at all. Well, it was interesting. Um, I kind of saw the play evolve coming out of the corner to get to the net. Mm-hmm. And it was from the bench side. And, you know, Section 2 AA has gold Goal judges. judges yep. The ref was right behind the, the net. Yep. He was in position. Great position. Um, our guys didn't react like it went in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes you can tell that. And the Chan guys, I think, emotionally thought it went in. Yep. Um, 
but the red light never went on yep. and the referee never had to make a washout signal and they never went to the Chan bench. Right. So I think it was a little bit more of a wish from the Chan perspective. Um, I think it was close. Yeah. We heard from a couple people that it was pretty close, but I, I looked over to Pete because, like I said, you know we're so far away from yeah. that. I said, well, all I said to Pete was, well, the referee was right on top of the net, he so was he, right on top he had a net. good eye on yeah. it. It must have been close. We didn't know how close. Yeah. but yeah. And I didn't ask the question to Kaiser. I didn't want to yeah. disrupt his uh, thinking. Yeah, I don't want him thinking he let one in if, if it did go in. That's right. But he was right there, and they had a goal judge. Yep. Yep. Not disputing it at all. Yeah. I just I was curious yeah. how close it was. And the fact that Coach Bloomfield and Coach Sather didn't call the referee over, right? Um, that tells me that they probably had a pretty good view of it as well. Yeah, yeah. We were what four hundred feet away, yeah. <laughs> so far away. It's you got to admit that. Yeah, it was tough to call. Like I, for the Chan guys, would you agree? It's tough to see their numbers on that yeah, other the end because they're on a little white. lighter. Yeah. yeah, the gold on white and a lighter gold. And so you had to just kind of go with how they skated. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'd sometimes say, like, if it's Camp, I know exactly what he looks like. Right. Yeah. I think you... But if it were... If yeah, it were, you had, like, Rish and Chris are hard to tell well, apart. Eight, they're the same eight, body. Are, eight and nine are hard to tell because they're both centers. And too. they're both centers, exactly. They're centers. Yep. They were low. Yep. Uh, same body, same height, same yep. skating style. And you're yep. like, shit, I got to look who, which wings are out here. And then they, there's a partial change. And you don't have it. Hit the beeper, Glenn. Ah, nah. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's 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 not explicit anymore. Oh, it's not. Mm-mm. Oh, just the other with the f bomb. Okay. And pretty soon that one. You let be. you let one. Uh, what'd you say the other night? You had one in there. On the air. It wasn't an f bomb. On the air. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 it just probably slid right out of there. It <laughs> slithers on out, right? Uh, so there you go. I mean, state tournament bound. You guys have been there. You've done that. Yeah. Um, there's things that you need to prepare for that that people maybe don't know. Um, meals, hotels. Yep. When do you get to the rink? What time is your game? If you're a one seed, you're most likely playing at six, which is where you'll be. Yeah, we're we're pretty. So you know that. Yeah, the, and we think we're in the same position we were in 2018. So we know what that timeline looks like, um, and we're gonna execute the same. Uh, plan we did. We're gonna go to the banquet Wednesday night, um, come back home, sleep in our beds, um, play like it's a normal Thursday, Saturday, uh, late conference week. But we know there's gonna be a game in between, so we're gonna, you know, do our school thing. I think the kids may go for a little bit in the morning. Ooh, really? They may. I don't know. Oh. We haven't decided yet. But <laughs> but they'll get we'll on the. See how they'll, they'll, yeah. That, yeah. They'll, they'll get on the bus at probably three o'clock to get down to the X by four because it's uh. You know, six o'clock start. I think we got around a five, five thirty on the ice for warm ups, and we've got some, you know, meetings with referees and meetings with state high school league, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on before the game uh, that we're all very familiar with. So we know that. Speaking timeline. of which, is is it a penalty if you score and you race down to the other end and self check the boards <laughs> to your fans? Not to your own fans. Uh, we actually talked about that at the section meeting uh, when we seed with the referee Dave mm-hmm. Delmonico's. You know, had a Minneapolis hockey. Did he do that? Um, he talked about, uh, you know, what they're looking for. He, he's like, go celebrate with your fans. Just don't go to the opposing fans and do the jersey tug and all that kind of thing. So then they don't flip you off. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you get, then then you get you, the big pictures floating around. Exactly. Ooh, it's not students, original anymore. Yeah. The first one I ever saw that was someone doing that to Tyler Nanny in uh, 14. That's the first time oh, I've ever seen it. That picture was on... Uh, Twitter or Instagram or something like that, with the little uh, 
Wasn't that against Duluth East? Maybe? It was Duluth East, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yep. I that was the now. first yes. time I've ever seen an opposing fan yep. flip off a player doing a self check on the wall with yep. the Superman jersey grab. Yep. And um, then suddenly now everybody's doing it. It's it's not original anymore. Yeah. For fans, so what? stop. So now, but what we're gonna do is, if if it's a second period and your fans are down on the other end, you can race two hundred feet to go, Sally. That's a bit much. Yeah. Can we well, just like last night? Luke can Gary we just do something from one normal? End to the other? Yeah. Can we just like do like a normal like? Please, I mean, what like hug in the corner, like some, the NHL guys yeah, used yeah. to do, you know, or still do. Well, can't we do that? Yeah. I don't tell the kids what to do, but not to do when it comes to celebration. I mean, but do you agree? What, what's your what's your he, look? He's totally going like. Um, he's well, it. Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am being Switzerland. I think. Uh, what is honestly your opinion about the Sally? Should they get out of control? They need to uh, be respectful on the ice. They got to respect the game of hockey. I think we would tell our kids that, um, and enjoy that particular moment. Um, but don't take it to a point where you're going to offend the other team and, and raise the uh, angst that could happen. What do you think about this stuff when guys go down on knees and they're doing like the sword? The thing warrior head. Yeah, <laughs> what is? I have no idea yeah, what that is. I'm not is. a fan of that. I'm not a fan Awful. of rub the ice. Yeah. <laughs> what's that about? What, what's that? What's Tommy your, Novak. What's the origination? <laughs> uh, I, that, well, that, I, I think. Th- Part of that, I think, maybe starts with Ovi, right? Doing the hot stick. Oh. it's it, This This conversation's kind of funny because I'm looking right over your shoulder at a Minnetonka skipper with oh, the hair. Exactly. And, and, and we're seeing Grace Sidero out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Is there another one? Uh, how about the flybys? Just Sidero. How I about see. the chirps on the flybys? That I would not be a fan of. I, I don't get the flyby. I don't think it needs to happen. Yeah. We know. You scored. Good job. Yep. Let's go play. You know, I, I, if I remember correct, I think at some point, maybe when Zach Parisi was here, the idea was to not do the flyby. I think that was really what they were talking about as a team. Like, expect to score and just get up there and take the draw. Line up. Um, I mean, you'll see the lines when they get right to the, the yep. benches right away. And By the way, how good have the refs been? Refs been really I, I good. Been really, that, this officiating all section playoffs has been you know, true. When Tell Dave Delmonico Del, we're proud. Yeah, you know, when Dave Delmonico presented to our section two coaches, he said he's getting requests from around the country to come ref Minnesota high wow. school hockey because it is wow. a stepping stone for them to get to that college level um, and beyond. Well, what I'm wow. seeing, um, and I think the lines have been next level good. Yep. Remember that one we had uh, the other night, Delano, and um, was it that game or was it the Minneapolis game? No, it was the Minneapolis and Orono game. There's a young kid that does WCHA stuff on the lines, and he was roughing it as though he was doing a WCHA game, mm-hmm. which is a notch below a pro. But the way he was moving and getting up and down the ice was like, this isn't just a couple of old no. men with guts like mine that are trying to, <laughs> yeah. you can barely bend over and pick up the puck and rip their slacks. Well, Dave said 80% of his his hockey officials in, Minis- in Minneapolis are reffing college-level hockey. Right. So mm-hmm. they know the game. It's noticeable. Yep. It's noticeable. Well, sir, we're going to wish you the best of luck. What a great segment. We we, we did almost a whole show with Tom Streeter because yeah. we covered bases. I, like, dominated the narrative. You two, you're, what's the score of your game? You're smiling. Oh, oh, no. We're 12.39 we to, to go. We, oh, oh, we're oh, oh, it's okay. not looking it's pretty. It's a crisis. So nervous here's what over you're going to do. Here's what you're going to do. When they lose, oh, God. You're, are you on Delta? What are you on? I'm on Delta. Yep. You're going to transfer that ticket to Tampa. Oh, am I? Next week. No, two weeks. Is that Delta to Indy? 
In two weeks. Uh, no, Delta to St. Louis. Okay. In two weeks, you're going to transfer it to Tampa because I've got all-access ground passes to the uh-huh. Valspar Championship. Ooh. You got JT is going to be in the house. Spieth is going to be there. I think a little Tony Finau. It's going to be. It's a pretty good. It's it's not an elevated one, but that's what you're going to do. Good to know. I've got a spot Looking for us. Looking forward to the warm weather. Callie will take care of us. There we go. You're ducking Youth State weekend. Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> you're in charge. Okay. Cool. I'll keep the Stilly boys in line. <laughs> will you? I'll try. Try okay. my best. I mean, good. Neely's going to be up there. We got to keep an eye on him. The Stilly Boys. Who are the Stilly Boys? The, the Stillwater hosting a state tournament. Yeah, they, they got are. the 12, busy. 12 A's and 15 A's there. They're busy. They've got it all. That's my favorite because you get both of them. Uh, it's Mark, Andrew, and myself up there at, at Stilly. Wow, you guys are. Oh, that's a good group. Yeah. It's a great venue Mark for you. Mark Hodges. It is. Yeah. We're actually going to play over there next year. Okay. Oh. We got them on our schedule. Uh, I love nice. it. You know, you know I'm a sympathizer. I like him. He's a big, yeah. he's a big Stilly guy. Well, Doing the, it the Stilly way. I we love, talk, he, we've talked about that a lot. I love the Zana, venue. You, you, you're big, great I Zana really thing. like how he goes about his yep. business. Um, I like how his teams play. They play hard. They play strong. They don't play cheap. They play with skill. Yep. Um, you know, they, they're they a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to Stillwater next year. They come to you and, the year after? And they'll come to us the year after. And we got Matamita coming to our rink next mm-hmm. year. Okay. So we, we made a couple tweaks to our schedule, but nothing major. Hey, I missed the score. What was the final with Chisago? Uh, three, three one, one three one motto. Em- empty netter. Empty I don't know if there was an empty netter. I don't. But it was one one after two. They had to earn it. They had to earn it. Plucky Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. I know you got to get ready to go to practice, so yeah. you'll be heading over to Peg. We'll lace yeah. them up. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, me. Tom. Thank you. More right after this. Your college experience begins with your dream. Your time at Saint Cloud State will uniquely be your own, but your journey will be guided by our community. Be you. Be bold. Be a husky. Matt, are you done yet? Am I done with what? Your game. No. Score? Bradley's down by one with nine minutes left. What's the... What seeded are they? They are the top seed in the conference. Who are they playing? The eighth seed, Northern Iowa. Oh, my God. Plenty of time. I'm nervous for him. I got to be honest. I'm kind of gleeful. I think this is great. I like watching him tense. Why? (laughs) Moving on (laughs) to the task at hand. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. (laughs) Right as we went to the break, Jordan Greenway dealt to the Buffalo Sabres. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that a move to give Johansson more ice time, or do you think there's room for one more in the next 20 minutes? Oh, yeah, today's the deadline, isn't it? Yeah, probably not. Is it 2 o'clock our time? Probably. I think it's 3 Eastern. 3 Eastern, yep. I think that'll be it for the Wild. Same here. They've already made a couple trades, so um, like you said, one in, one out for now. What and was, then what Gus was Greenway comes back. Uh, making per year? Uh, he's at three or something like that. Let me. Was he unrestricted? No, he's got term. He does. He does. Okay. Uh yep, three million dollar contract. So three years, nine million that he signed uh, last January. So. That would be through uh, 25, I believe. So they shaved three off. They gained three for next year, but what do they get from Johansson? Uh, he's on one year, I believe. Is he done after this year? Or is he a free agent? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. He's a rental. Okay. How about Nyquist, your guy, Matt? Yeah, I think he... I'm not sure his contract and what it what it is, but... Hold, please. We'll get there. Okay. So there's obviously some movement going on with this uh, team. 
kind of positioning themselves for the postseason run and equally trying to get some offensive help. Um, I have called Kirill Kaprizov the best player in the world, and that is why I drafted him first overall in my fantasy hockey draft last year and got mocked, laughed, and ridiculed that. And what did, Matt, what did Matt Zuccarello say last night? I don't know. What did he say? Best in the world. Just like CM Punk. <laughs> so uh, both, Nyquist, both Nyquist and Johansson, Johansson are on one-year deals that will be done after this year. So okay, expiring contracts. UFAs? UFAs. Okay. So that clears that out. So no problem there. Um, Obviously, Gus is going to need a new contract coming up. Who else? Uh, Duhame. And Sam Steele, well, I think we cut bait there, to be honest. But Waivers. Yeah. Just let him go. Non-tender. How do you go from being, like, a uh, fourth, third-line player, then you're playing with a top line for some time, kind of getting some stuff done, to just in the in, in the doghouse? What happened there? Because we have no centers. I know, but, like... <laughs> that's that's literally it. That's all I got for you. That fascinated me. Jewel, yeah. is, Jewel is it. That's about it. Well, you know what? They'll be uh, trying to develop and evolve over the coming years for sure. Let's get back to the high school hockey boys. Uh, you know what? It's We've got one left to go here, Brandon, mm-hmm. Matt, and it's Orono and um, Delano in the Section 2A final from the St. Louis Park Rec Center. I was driving to meet a buddy uh, at Bramar to drop something off for him today, and when I was going there, it, it reminds me of what that feels like this time of the year, every part of the season. And it's kind of weird. It's sort of um, surreal and bittersweet. And, you know, you go through this sprint that starts in December, and I don't think people know how many. How many games do you think you announced this year? Oh, gosh. You know, my mom asked me that this morning. I said, honestly, after the season, I'm going to go and tally it. But uh, we're still in it. you think it's like getting in the 80 range? I bet I don't know if ones I've done personally is that high, but probably for games I've been to because I've added a few on nights off. I'll just go right. watch and just totally getting engaged. But so, but I, I you've done at least eighty that are non high school related. You know, getting into that yep, realm, yep. both of you. Yep. But um, you know, when you put the three of us together, I bet you we've probably let's say we averaged fifty or sixty each. I mean, that's about two hundred. If sixty six would be two hundred. Yeah, you know? we're right. We're, we're, we're in the ballpark. Right. That's yep. a lot of hockey games between lot. the trio here. And then we've got a whole hockey. group of guys that were doing a ton of games, too. And, you know, you go to these games, you see these teams, you see everything kind of come together, and you say, wow, you know, um, that was a blip. Fast. Done. You know, you get to the first section semi-final rather on Wednesday, you know, um, and you go, okay, well, that was interesting. Edina Wyzetta, um, just a, a absolute slugfest is what I would call it. That's a good word for it. Not a lot of room to move. Great goaltending, both sides, and it's a, a, a shot for Edina that scored early. Uh, looked like Ingeman stick save he'd make all the time. It just kind of clipped a stick, it looked like to me. Hit the back of the net. And then um, that's it there pretty much in that empty netter and then another response by the Trojans late. And then we get into last night's game, and then now we've just got one left. You go to the state tournament, it's a little bit different, isn't it, Matt? It is. You know, I think the intensity obviously just rises up a bit, and it's just so fun to, to be there and see these kids' dream come true. They dream of playing all that it. focus descends upon those 16 teams. Yep, 100%. You know, on day one in the Class A, it's those eight teams, and it becomes those four. 
Mm-hmm. They get a day off and they kind of set off over here. I mean, yeah, the stuff's going on at Mariucci. And then you've got the eight teams for double A. And then you're down to eight teams, four in each, and all of the attention's focused on them. And then everybody's looking for the storyline and the players and the performances. And, you know, kind of lost in the whole function is, you know, which team looked really good and which team is playing. It usually comes down to individual play because mm-hmm. that seems to be what social media loves to push the most. Well, it's it's that, but I think it's it's easier to kind of latch onto that with just how quickly things right. happen. And, and individual performances are what's going to be more memorable and what's going to stand out for us. And, you know, obviously Matt and I got a taste of that last week of just the pacing of these games. They don't waste any time. You know, you come up from that press conference and the second the next game starting. You don't even and, have a chance to get your quotes together because no, no. the next game starting and then you're taking the whole first period because you are a dot com and they only allow one writer and one photographer <laughs> while there's 39 people from the Star so Tribune that, of which none are there. So that second game is is always a little bit tougher. The first one you're kind of locked in and then the second game of the session is it's a it's a little bit of catch up, like you said. It is it's it's crazy. So there you go. Um, for us coming up, we've got an inside the bubble program. You and I will be hosting, provided his team can win. If they lose, what do you? If they lose, what are you going to do? I think I'm still going to go, just because you're gonna... not coming to Tampa the to the golf with me. And if you're paying for it, I'm in. Well, you can transfer your ticket. Well, I don't know how the I'll pay for the transfer. Works. Well, I'll figure it out. Aren't I supposed Tell to? Tell him he got COVID. And he so... can't fly for a week. Aren't I supposed to be uh, doing the youth state that weekend? Oh, yeah, you can't go. Yeah. Have fun down there. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how much you know, fun I gotta, I'm going to be. I got to say that. We'll find out. Oh, Matt, yeah. the, I, know, I know you got uh, the, the, <laughs> Doug, the Doug Woog games. You and I is up, too. Matt's got the Doug, Doug Woog games. Yep. So, the you know, the, the scenic views from the cliffs or the bluffs of the South St. Paul River are about the same as... Uh, Palm Harbor. Yeah, exactly. And and, and the uh, beaches of the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, hey, I, if if you're paying, I'm in. Count me in. Well, no, you got to do the games. <laughs> I got to manage about remotely? you. Well, you can do them remotely. From the beaches of Clearwater, Florida? If you want. That's going to no, take seriously. a lot of, uh, lot of extension cord to get out there. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? That battery of yours will hold for how long? What? My computer? Yeah, I think oh, it's forever. Good. It's really good. What's Not mine? yours. What, what's mine like? Perpetually uncharged. Perpetually plugged in. Yeah. Are you plugged in right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course I am. Just like my phone. I will say that that's that's a good venue. Nice, nice, some nice sight lines to do there. I did one can game we, there. Can we get them? Yeah. I mean, well, we got to get rid of the guy that get likes the Packers to. Packers on board. We got to get rid of the guy that likes to get right in the middle of our camera. Yeah, I know. He's he got know. he's got like two cameras. He's got. I'd love headsets. to call some uh, Dave Palmquist teams. Games. I know. Me you know too. what? Let's get to Palmy and see what he can do. Lily Lily Pockle is an un- amazing player. She's got two years left. It's unbelievable it. to believe that she's got two years left. She's that good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got Bubble on Monday or Sunday with you and me, and then Tuesday. Are you going to be back? Or are you going to be? I will be back at uh, seven twenty-five a.m. Monday morning. Okay. Uh, then we will be putting together our uh, state tournament preview. I can't Hot wait to off put the that press. out. Later on in the week, on Friday, right after session one and two, when you two, who are allowed in the building and I'm not, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> we'll, it's so, we'll it's wait such to a get joke. That confirmed, it's a but. joke. Anyway, so then you guys, uh, you guys get nervous when I start speaking my mind because they don't wreck it for me. So you guys will be joining us. For I don't the, think anybody from the high school league is listening to this. I know they're not. <laughs> so then you two guys will uh, then come uh, and join us for Inside the Bubble. A live edition. Okay. A live edition, Care 11 Plus, that'll be 4 to 5.30 on Friday. 
then you can get back upstairs. You're going to have to grab your food. Be smart I about know, it. Yep. Okay. Then on um, your cassetta run is going to be we're all Catholics, so then we can go hard after the lasagna on Thursday, no meat on Friday. We'll get the fish sammies for you. And then on Saturday, we'll be on from uh, what time? Um, 3 to 4.30. In between championship games. Yep, yep. Pen, and then, pending, of and course. And then I'm going to pack know, multiple, up my stuff. I'm going to pack up my stuff, and I'm going to go home, and then you guys are going to continue to work the games while I'm not. You're not going home. What am I going to do? Well, you said you don't want to watch on TV. Yeah, I'll go to the... I'll go to the. Uh, I'll be in the... Tom Reed's. No, I'm going to go into the uh, LPH suite. I was going to say, you got a they're, suite. They're in, with it's the a wild. sweet life. With the wild. That's uh, going to do it for this edition. It was, uh, it was an awful lot of fun having Tom on. Great guy. Yes. And just getting to know him a little bit more it's it's been great so one of the best guys out there for sure that's right tom streeter joins us here today as our guest and we're very blessed to have him we appreciate everything that you've done and that you've done glenn the time that you spent with us and our follies here if everybody could see us on the sundays when we're putting together the bubble show it's special uh everybody's just beat tired from some game they were at the night yeah, before yeah. putting the show together till midnight one two and whatever in the morning and then coming in here going oh my word uh but it's been absolutely uh an incredible experience so well it's a marathon not a sprint and uh we've hit mile like 24 or 25 let's truly, bring it home right? baby truly. let's bring it home let's home have a good stretch. call tonight too buddy yeah, let's do it yeah you guys enjoy i'll, I'll tune in what's the score Bradley's up by one fourth. Oh, he's all happy now. Well, we're not there yet. For Matt Harrington and Brandon (laughs) Spratt, Glenn Gray, our producer, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.